One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Happy Monday. Uh, feels like I have been away for a while in terms of this maintenance live and conversation. Um, Anyway, I am here and here for it. I did write down uh, some of the questions that you guys were asking about actually in the group. But if you're joining me live uh, and you have any questions, uh, make sure you add them down below. I am keeping an eye on them. So it seems like uh, we've been having these Way in Wednesday conversations, which I am absolutely living for, loving the conversation. Obviously, there's so much more to maintenance than just kind of reaching your goal and then in terms of what you're eating or not eating. It's that real mental part and continuing to work through your issues and associations, habits, and more importantly, beliefs. And one of the conversations we had in our last group with Monica was she had gone and lost this 50 50 pounds, which was amazing. Her weight has gone up on the scale, but she feels great. But she's having a really hard time reconciling the fact that she isn't sitting at her lowest low. And, you know, we had a great conversation about this. You know, like if you feel amazing, what does it matter about what is happening on the scale. Now, if you've just lost your weight and say you've lost 50 pounds or what you, you hit 150, for example, that was your goal weight. After about two to three months and your body actually has time to solidify your weight, you'll notice that people will start saying, oh, you've lost so much more weight or wow, you look like it. how much more weight have you lost? This happened all the time with my personal clients. And then they would come to me and say, what is going on? Like I literally haven't lost any weight. If anything, my weight's actually up a couple pounds. Why are people keep saying, that I've lost more weight. And this is your weight settling. This is your body adjusting to this new weight that's been lost. It's your body repairing and rebuilding, regenerating and rejuvenating and kind of settling in to your new weight and kind of, you know, rejigging everything, your metabolism and your um, your body temperature and your, your sodium levels and your hormones around your new weight. And so this is sort of where as you're putting that time into your body's solidifying your weight, it is normal for your weight to sit about five pounds above your lowest low. And then your set point isn't just one number, never was not, and never will be just one number. It's really a range, usually within 10 pounds. Some people fluctuate a lot. I'm, I'm someone who fluctuates a lot. My, my kind of more stable weight is around 119, 120. Um, I can easily, you know, when I'm trying get my weight down to that point, but then it fluctuates as much as I will up today and my weight was 134 because I've been working out, my body's source, my weight is up a little bit. And that's kind of just the range that I fluctuate. Some people really fluctuate throughout the month um, based on hormones where, you know, one day your skinny jeans are too big and then the next day you feels like you can't get your butt in your skinny jeans. Um, that is just really normal. So you either have to choose to like kind of reconcile that, like recognize that's just how it is. You're living a life after you've lost your weight where I hopefully you're no longer trying to see your lowest low. So this might be um, getting rid of the scale and just kind of going by how you feel. I, here's what I can tell you is you're not going to really gain 10 pounds, 20 pounds back without really noticing in the sense of really feeling it. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel gross. You're going to feel off. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel lethargic. You're, you're not going to feel great. If anything on the program, when you're making all these choices that align with your goals, you're also feeling 
feeling really amazing. Now, it could be that you do want to live a life where you're striving to feel your best, best every day, in which chances are you'll see your lowest low every day. But, you know, if you're making choices and you're choosing to have chips at night, which is not going to cause you to gain weight back, but it will cause your body to retain water and for you to feel a little salty up, salted up. If you're choosing to have red meat a few times a week, which is hard to digest, you might be a little backlogged, you know, like unless you're trying to see that lowest low and literally doing all of the things like you're do while losing, maybe you're not getting the best sleep. Maybe you're not managing your stress. Maybe you're not moving your body as much as possible. Maybe you're not focused on digestion and those bowel movements. So you're, you know, you're regular, you know, a couple times a day. Maybe you've fallen back into every other day, which obviously would affect how you feel and affect what's happening on the scale. So you, you, you kind of need to decide, am I living this optimal, healthy lifestyle where my goal is to see my lowest low and feel my bestest best every day? Or am I still going to, you know, work to maintain my weight and enjoy all the yummy bites of bits that comes with life? If you have a few alcoholic drinks, chances are you're not going to feel as great the next day as if you just drank your water, right? If you have some chips at night, you're not going to feel as great the next day as if you hadn't eaten at night because you're going to get that deeper, more REM sleep. You, if you want to have that pizza, you know, you, when you're going to feel a lot better if you don't have that pizza which is hard to digest it makes you feel bloated it's just kind of how it is you kind of have to reconcile the choices that you're making and really how you want to feel the problem is after you do a program like this you feel so good that in comparison when you feel off you feel really off so it's not even a matter of do you want to lose more weight or not it's like what kind of lifestyle are you looking to live what's the trade-off for you you know I enjoy chips so I want to have a few at night so if I feel a little salty and bloated the next day that's a trade-off for me. I love my chips. I don't want to give them up. You know, I can still maintain my weight and have my chips, drink a little extra water the next day, that kind of thing, right? So, so you know, maintenance, a big part of maintenance is what maintenance looks like and feels like to you and really getting in tune with those fluctuations on the scale. You don't want to lose all of your weight just to be obsessed about the scale, you know, after you're done losing your weight as you were while you're looking to lose your weight. Now, there is uh, a difference of if you've actually gained weight, and you'll know because the choices you're making are falling in line with you actually gaining real weight. You know, you're talking like 10 pounds, 20 pounds, like, you know, then you might want to decide that, you know, you really need to rein it in and not only just get back on track, but actually lose some weight. So you want to, you know, personalize the plan in order with the intention of taking your weight back down to where it was. That that happens a lot of time. Uh, uh, it happens a lot of times when people encounter situational change. Maybe they move, their job changes, they're not as mindful, their stress, you know, their stress is, you know, um, you know, is, is getting out of control and they're not managing it. Do you know what I mean? Situational change and not putting time into maintenance. Those are two sure ways to gain that weight back if you're not helping the body adjust to that, right? So if you feel like whatever reason you gained real weight, then it's more than just getting back on track after an indulgence. It's actually you have to now work towards dropping your weight back down, helping your body release this weight that it's felt the need to store, obviously for whatever reason, in which you want to personalize the plan, maximize your ass off, and do all the things you need to do with the intention of getting your weight right back down again. Now, if you've reached your goal and you've been maintaining for a while, and now you've decided that you, you, you're not happy at that goal weight, maybe you were before, and now that you've maintained at your weight for a while, you're looking for more. Like You have to be okay with that. This has to be something that you want to do. This is something anyone else can tell you. People can 
and say, oh, you've already lost so much weight and why would you want to do that? And, you know, you look good enough and all those things. If you feel like you want to lose more weight, then work towards losing more weight. Make that a conscious choice. The issue is you don't want to get caught in between, right? So if you've, you've been maintaining for a while, you decide you want to go for more, go for more, make a plan for yourself, right? Personalize the plan, maximize your ass off all your intentions about helping to move the dial on that scale, then you want to then put time into sustaining your weight and then you still have to go through all those steps to get to finally and forever, right? Or repeat the program again. Maybe sign up for the spring group and be like, I'm going to be all in, I'm going to do it again. Also recognizing at the same time, while you're working towards dropping your weight back down, you're still working towards solidifying the weight that you've lost previously as well, right? So there's no kind of no downside in going back for more. So, But you want to be clear on what you want to do. So did you just indulge and your weight is up a little bit? Then you get back on track. Are you just living your life and your weight is about five pounds above because you're just living your life? You know, do you want to live a life where you're trying to see your lowest low and live the most optimal, optimal, you know, light, healthy lifestyle? Or do you want to have your, you know, you want to indulge in all the yummy bites, maintain your weight, but indulge in all the yummy bites. Um, are you happy with where you're at on the scale or do you want to go for more? So these are things only you will really know. Um, I love the brain dump. Um, conversation going on in the in the group today um, write it out kind of ask yourself do you know what I mean only you will really know I don't know that it helps to talk to other people who've watched you already lose this weight and you probably look amazing to them and they're gonna tell you you look great why do you want to go for more so I love our way in Wednesday's conversations there's no there's no right or wrong answer it really comes down to what you're what you're looking for at the end of the day hi Melanie I've been on a diet for about 35 years it's so hard to get in the mindset of not being on a diet I always identify identified as a dieter who am I now this is so huge um, this is so I actually did a post today about finally and forever you know people literally been on a diet forever now let's talk about finally and forever kind of weight loss it can be really identifying in terms of who you are one if you've always carried extra weight so you're like the fat jolly fun friend who's self-depreciating always making fun of yourself do you know what I mean for the sake of others like you know is it is 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 that who you are is that who you've defined yourself with I actually told a story about um, friends of mine Cat Nat, um, she's the they're, they're these moms, and they're kind of these like famous moms. They do the whole online social thing. They're great. Um, but uh, many years ago, I was helping uh, one of them lose weight, and she was having a really hard time with be, being. Every time she'd be successful at losing, she would sabotage. And a big part of that it was because she identified with who she had become, and she got all these followers and became successful at this larger weight, to the point where uh, recently she was set out on a mission to actually be serious about losing the weight, and she got a lot of flack from that. And people were like, "Well, you know, you're you're a fake and you're a phony. You're supposed to be body positivity, and you know, here you are trying to lose weight. You know, like." It's kind of got to the point where she wasn't going to reach, she wasn't striving to actually reach her goals because of who she had become and, and, and who would she be? Would she be the same, you know, fat, funny girl if she loses her weight, right? Like it's really, it, de it defined who she was. Um, in terms of like her personality and what she was putting out there for people. I'm just, I'm just using this as an example because in many ways we, we can do that. And I say to people, oh, well, your weight, maybe your weight is working for you. People sabotage all the time. Um, well, maybe the, the size of weight that you are works for you. And they're like, what are you talking about? I've been trying to lose this weight for so long. I want this so bad. But in some way, it's working for you. Maybe carrying your weight, it's, it's defined who you are. Maybe it's the, maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's the one thing that you do for yourself in your life is constantly try to lose weight. 
Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's the one thing that, and you know, maybe because you, you prioritize everyone else or everything, your life is so busy or you have like high maintenance children you know, as much as you love them. Maybe they have special needs or, you know, you have to feel like you just have to take care of everybody else. Maybe you have a, you know, an, a, a parent that you're taking care of. Who knows what that is? Maybe dieting is the only thing that you've been able to do for yourself. So do you know what I mean? So it's become this, this, this habit and this hobby and this thing that you're actually doing for yourself as twisted as that might be, right? Maybe it keeps you at bay from being social. Maybe you have anxiety and you use your weight as an excuse not to go out, not to, you know, not to go places and do things. And reality is you're just, it's your anxiety levels and your weight is just an excuse for you to stay home. And I have nothing to wear, nothing fits and ah, la, la, la. or I'm on a diet. So I don't want to go to that thing because I don't want to eat the food. Meanwhile, you stay at home and you eat 10 bags of chips. You know what I'm saying? Um, relationships. Maybe it's, it's keeping you from getting close to people and maybe some happened in your past that's traumatic and it's like it's literally like a physical barrier for you right so for a lot of a lot of reasons people's weight can be very defining for them and then so now that you've lost your weight in a healthy sustainable way I know what you did you know what you did we all know how you've lost it it's no fucking joke how you've gone about it do you know what I mean and now that you've done that check now you're sitting with that like you have to trust that you can move forward with that you know you've made a lot of changes physically mentally you're a whole new person this is where you got to really kind of get to know yourself and then also create and support a lifestyle around that you know like it's it's beyond just your weight is like how was your weight working for you it's your whole lifestyle before you came into the process and lost all this weight in a healthy way what was the what was your lifestyle like did it bring you joy were you happy did you feel good like chances are it wasn't just your weight that you wanted to change it was your life and your lifestyle that you wanted to change right so now that you're done losing the weight part the physical part of it now you have to create new habits you have to you know you have to um, come up with new beliefs for yourself that you can do this you know I mean you can trust yourself that your body is on your side and you are in tune with it you know so there's a lot that comes with it and this is why I think we're having so many of these conversations about that mental part of it physically great physically is so easy right your weight is going to fluctuate. Get used to it. It's just how it's going to be. Unless you want to live a life where you see your lowest low every day, then make sure you're living the lifestyle where you're going to see your lowest low every day. You know what I mean? Which is, there's no downside to that. Like trying to be as healthy as possible, right? If you've gained real weight because you know you've gained real weight because you've been not managing your stress and your sleep and you've been eating your face off and making bad choices and going back to old habits, you know that scale has creeped up, then just get real with yourself. Okay, like my, you know, I'm going back into reverting old habits. I may be, yeah, I gained five, 10 pounds again. Now I got to, you know, refocus and, you know, get back into dropping weight back down to where I was comfortable and then move forward and maintain that. You might have a few missteps. That's okay. Like you said, you've been trying to lose weight for 30, 35 years. You know what I mean? So that makes sense. We keep going. Old habits are hard to break. And that the reason why they have that saying is because it's true. So, you know, even though you've done all of these things, you know, it's easy to fall back into old habits. And if that's caused you to make choices that make you feel like you've gained weight again, then pull it back. You know what I mean? Pull it back and do what you need to do to drop that weight back down and then really work to solidify that weight again. Or if you've been maintaining for a while, now you decide you want to go for more, go for more, right? Go for more. Um, let me see. Where are we? Hi, Gina. Hope you're feeling better. For the last eight weeks, I've been focused on looking after my dog and his orthopedic surgery. Now that he's doing well, it's time to focus on myself again. I listened to your podcast on maximizing. It truly inspired me. So I bought a Fitbit 
Fitbit Inspire watch. My last one died last fall. It has inspired me to walk further and reach my daily steps. Again, just one small step, but I feel more positive. Doing the things you think about doing and whatever, you know, whatever tips or tools or tricks you can do to do that. Like I'm all about that, you know, um, that's just kind of refocusing, resetting. It reminds you what Fitbits and things do is remind you that this is what something that you're focused on and you want to do. You know, some people may be like, oh, I don't need the stress of that, whatever, but anything, just like setting your daily intentions. It's like bringing this process to the forefront of your mind. You know what I mean? Whatever you need to do, I'm all about it. Hi, Debbie. I know that we don't need to be in both programs, but I still love following along in the weight loss group to kind of keep me accountable and counting down the days each group. You know, again, you've been living a life thinking one way about your weight and your weight loss journey and all of that. There's so much benefit into continuing to stay focused on the things that you need to work through and do even if just to maintain your weight, right? So I, I totally get this because you really want to make sure that you solidify this weight and it might take you, like physically you might already be there, but it might take you months, even a year. It might even take you a couple of years to kind of reconcile the mental part of it, you know? Um... Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I feel like eating proper portions for me and not going for junk is still perceived as dieting by others. Oh, let me read that again. I feel like eating proper portions for me and not going for junk is still perceived as dieting by others. Isn't that the truth? Oh my goodness. It's like, oh, you're eating a salad. And what are you trying to be healthy? Like, yes, I'd like to live as long as possible. Thank you. <laughs> is that all you're going to eat? Yeah, I'm just quite satisfied on portions that are appropriate for my body's needs. Yeah. <laughs> this is how fucked up the world is. And the whole like dieting industry is everyone's on a freaking diet to the point that we feel that we need to count and weigh and measure to figure out what the fuck we need to eat every day. It's freaking insanity. Um, people's portions way out of control. It's just, you know what I mean? To the point that it's like my program like my program, you know, people freak out for so many ways, which I totally understand. So I'm not bashing anybody, but let's take a look at all the fucked up diets that you have done in your past, you know, and you're worried about eating a little fruit or adding a little fat. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, let's take a look at the things that we've done in the past. You know, I get it. Dieting has really done a number on people um, and people should be um, weary of it. But it's now to the extent that when you're just eating healthy, it that's looked at as like you're trying to do something or accomplish something rather than just live. That, that This could be, you know, an issue with some of you in terms of like, maybe you do want to live a life where you are feeling your best every day. 
you know, and you're, you're working every day on being hydrated and managing your stress and your sleep because man, life is stressful and it's hard to find time for ourselves. Not just when we're trying to lose weight, just in ge- just in general, right? Making sure I drink enough water and you know, just in general, making sure I'm time, I'm taking time to eat, not alone, just a fruit snack in the morning, like anything. Cause I can go all day long without eating. And maybe we feel really guilty about the time that we're taking uh, on ourselves or the, the, the way out people outside of it see like if I'm eating a salad because I want to eat a salad, you know, that all of a sudden it's because I'm on a diet or I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to do that. Well, maybe I am, but what is it anyone's business, right? It is really kind of really messed up where people see like eating junk food and overeating as the norm to the point when you are just eating portions that you're in tune with and making choices that make you feel good, that is actually seen as, as obsessive or, you know what I mean, you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to do that. Like, oh, you're still eating healthy again? Like, yes. Yes, I'm still eating healthy again because you know what? When I make good choices, I feel good, you know, or the have a donut. Oh, you're not any fun. Like, why am I not fun? Because I'm not eating something that you want me to eat. Like, how is how is me eating something or not eating something being fun or not fun? fun, right? So you can see now why like so many things, why it's much harder than you think to just lose your weight in a healthy way and then go about living your life because the way we sort of, you know, the way society kind of views being healthy, weight loss, sustaining your weight, maintaining like all of it, right? All of it. It's, it's, it's a, it really messes with your mind. Hi, Kathy. I've been taking a steroid and it's messing, messing with my weight. I'm working to getting back on the game, but I got to get past all the meds. Yeah, that's really tough when you kind of feel foreign in your body. Um, I just came off a cycle of antibiotics and this, I really, I, this is why I can kind of relate a little bit. It makes my digestion feel off. My weight is always way up. Um, I'm waiting for it now. Kind of just recently, my stomach started to not be bloated like that every day. It was just bloated and I just, um, and um, just actually the other day I woke up and I'm like, oh, I feel like not bloated for this first time in a really long time. So it does take time for your body to adjust and you'll, you'll be, you'll feel like you're more reactive to it because you're more in tune with feeling good. So when you feel off, you'll really recognize that. Um, think about things like, you know, managing your stress and your sleep and maybe look into get taking a probiotic or some digestive bitters, something that kind of might help with that because it's probably not real weight gain. It's probably just you feel bloated because your digestive the system is off um, from your body being a little bit stressed out. Um, I have been on it. Yeah, uh, I just let people think I'm for on a forever diet since it would be insulting to them to explain that I'm in tune and they aren't. <laughs> explain it like it's it's hard to explain being in tune like this is why like you'll go out for um you'll go out and eat with friends and they will look at your portions and being like aren't is that all you're gonna eat and you literally are legit satisfied but they wouldn't be satisfied if they ate that and they have no idea how you can seriously be satisfied on the portion that you're eating because they're just they would never be because they're used to larger portions Right. So then they're seeing your portion being like, oh, that's not enough for me where, yeah, it probably is enough for them, but they're used to so much more. So therefore it's not enough. Right. It's hard. It's it's even hard. We used to talk a lot about this program, this process. Um, now, thank goodness, people just the word has been spread. So more people know about it and they, they come in because they know someone has been successful because, man, it's hard to explain it. It's like 12 weeks, step by step, systematic process to do this, to do that, to whatever. And then you kind of try to break down, you know, 
know, if you can imagine someone trying to, um, you know, critique my program, right? Like try to critique my program. They would think, first of all, oh my God, it's low carb because, you know, I'm suggesting that people minimize breads and pastas and foods that are totally useless and no actual benefit, but ah, it's low carb. Forget about the fact we're eating fruits and vegetables and grains. It's, you know, all of a sudden it's no carb, low carb because there's no bread or pasta. You know, you take the eating six times a day, right? No one needs to eat six times a day. It's not normal to eat six times a day. Yeah, you're right. It's not normal to eat six times a day. Down Downsizing, oh my God, like purposely being hungry. Yes, being hungry after eating six times a day, nutrient-rich foods, giving your, you know, eating dissatisfaction. Like yes, downsizing, still eating six times a day, nutrient-rich food, more nutrient value than anything this person's ever eaten in their entire life, you know? Feeding the metabolism, um, you can't, you know, boost your metabolism by eating so often. Yeah, no, you can't, but definitely making your body work harder for its food, plus having your body be healthier and work at more optimal levels, right? Our higher protein and fat. Oh, you're just like putting the body in ketosis. No, we're not because we're still having fruits and vegetables and healthy carbohydrates. And it's just that the protein and fat feeds into your satiety hormones. So when you give your body more sustaining food and you can minimize the amount of times that you're actually eating because it's not normal to eat six times a day. Do you know what I mean? And then being in tune to your body's needs, right? Yeah, it's okay to skip meals and snacks. That's not healthy. Yes, actually it is. Well, your body's needs change every day. If you're hungry for your breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all your snacks, great, eat them. But the next day, if you're only hungry for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's probably all that you need. That being in tune to your body's changing hunger levels. You know, eating when you're hungry, you know, listening to that, your body telling you when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, and not having to count fucking weigh or measure that. That is what's normal, but try to explain that to someone, right? It's so hard to explain that. Oh my goodness. Hi, Heather. Um, I have definitely dealt with some situational changes recently. After losing 50 pounds and seeing my lowest low in the fall, I did some indulging and weight went up a bit over the holidays. In January, I had a bad fall and have been dealing with a concussion ever since. Yeah, whoa. Definitely not able. You should definitely follow Dr. Paul. I don't know if you do remember Dr. Paul from the groups and he's like, this is what his main jam is like concussion therapy and such. Um, and also Joanna Hunt, Joanna Hunt. I don't know if you're familiar with her from the groups. Um, I think she's like Josiah. If you go to Livy losers and follow hashtag Livy losers, you'll find her over there. And she's been dealing with a concussion, like a bad concussion, concussion therapy for years. She might have some good tips. Definitely not able to move as much as I'm used to stress and inflammation have taken their toll. Yeah. Like even if you want to do all the things, you're still restricted in what you can do. CL seems to be up at about 10 pounds for my lowest load. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, but if you're inactive, you're probably really feeling that. I haven't made the best choices while out of my routine. And I'm ready to start digging a little deeper. I need to start maximizing, prioritizing myself. I'm so ready to feel as good as I did. Yeah, just about what you feel, right? Like that's, that's a lot of stress on the body, physically, mentally, all of it. A lot of stress on the body. The stress of not being able to do the things that you need to do because physically you're restricted from doing the things that you need to do with the concussion, right? So this is where more than ever, it's, you know, have your moment about it. Fuck, this sucks, whatever, eat the things, like, you know, get into that field. I think it's not even having the food that goes along with those feels. It's about feeling the feels, like allowing yourself to be frustrated and pissed off and like, fuck, you know what I mean? Like all those feels. I think the food is just allows us to indulge in those feels. We're indulging in the food, but I think what we're really doing is taking the time to indulge in 
the feels. And indulging in the food is our excuse for taking time to indulge in the feels. You know, meanwhile, people are like, well, it is what it is. You got to take care of yourself and suck it up and la 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 la. And you're going to get better. Yeah, but it still sucks. You know, and so have your moment, feel those feels, and then get back to making choices that are going to make you feel good. And this is that back to that, you know, cliche saying, it's not what you do in life and the choices that you make when everything is sunshine and rainbows. It's really digging your heels in and doing the things that you need to do when you need to do them. And this is one of those times you need to be extra diligent about your prioritizing your time, extra diligent about what kind of stress you allow into your life so you can heal sooner rather than later, extra diligent about the choices that you're making so your body can function at the most optimal level so you can get to where you want to be sooner rather than later, you know? Ah, my goodness. Dive right in. Dive right in. Dive right in. Um, the reason for steroids stopped my exercise for a couple months. It all, all of it adds up. Where am I at time-wise? I do have to get going. Uh, one of the conversations that I was going to talk about today was stress and the scale. And, you know, we had a great conversation with Dr. Paul. If you're not in the, we talked about four, four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Now, I know you may not be looking to, to lose weight, but the, the same, those same factors, whether it's inflammation or stress or digestive issues or gut issues, whatever, can still factor into how you're feeling while you're looking to maintain your weight, right? Just because you lost your weight doesn't mean that you're done helping the body level up and stress for so many reasons just kind of just really adds on all these layers, uh, especially in terms of inflammation in the body. So if you have a physical ailment and then you add stress on top of that, oh my goodness, right? You have a, even just putting yourself in stressful situations. So a big thing we talked about is your vagus nerve, which is basically your communication system for your body. And, you know, one of the things that you can do to calm that down, again, is just do some deep breathing exercises. Like you don't have to take a course, nothing like that. You do some box breathing, four in, four out, you know, breathe in for seven seconds, hold, release, like what, whatever that might be. Just calm down, take some breaths, um, you know, get a pen and paper out, write down some things that are going to bring you joy, you know, um, call a friend, have some laughs. Maybe it is having a glass of wine, watching a movie, reading a book, like really be mindful and prioritize your stress. I think we really, truly, the issue with stress is we underestimate how much it's affecting us and also underestimate all the things we can actually do to help manage our stress on a day-to-day -day basis that can really add up and make a big difference. I think you have to make managing your stress a conscious choice. Just like you, just like when you're prioritizing yourself in order to make choices to help you lose weight, you need to prioritize the things that you need to do to manage your stress. You need to like make it number one, make it a priority. Then that's going to have a massive trickle-down effect even on just being able to maintain your weight or if you're looking to lose weight, be able to move the dial on that scale. Make it a priority. I think is the, is the answer there. Not what are all these things that you can do? You know, all the things that you can do. We got a whole, you know, you, we've had this conversation a million times. Um, you know, like have hot Epsom salt baths, you know, actually get to bed earlier, move your body that helps with your stress, deep breathing exercises, journaling, you know, I mean, there's so many things that you can do. It's not a matter of what can you do. It's prioritizing those things, right? Um, someone actually asked about belly fat too, how you've lost your weight, but you still have that belly fat. It could be that you have wiggle room to lose more weight. Um, you might've hit a certain number, but you know, um, you like, because we lose it in layers, you haven't gotten down to that belly fat part. So if you feel like you have belly fat, then this could be a matter of losing a, a few more pounds and kind of just going beyond the number on the scale. Um, it also, that kind of fat can be visceral fat and also really, really, um, stress 
can have to do with this when you're super high stress this is where your body tends to store that fat is in your belly as well um generally if you just continue your weight loss journey your body will continue to get to that fat sometimes it's scar tissue if you had a c-section um it can cause like the, the the fat is on top of that scar so that's sort of what's happening there some crossover abs can definitely uh help with that this could be if you haven't been um exercising at all or moving your body and you've lost your weight just by eating food you'll be surprised by a little exercise goes a long way for toning um this could be have to do with hormones that 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 layer around your belly although you've lost a good chunk of weight maybe you're still working dealing with some hormonal issues which is causing your body to hold on to fat specifically in that area this could be um you know if you're younger or you just had a baby the way your um your dissectus or what's that called um where it's your literally your stomach muscles have come apart and created a bit of a belly a barrel belly um, we actually had a, we, man, we had a program specialist, um, Cindy, who she lost weight. I think she lost like 40 pounds, whatever. And she couldn't lose it in her stomach. And it ended up, she had a spleen the size of a watermelon. I, no shit. She had a spleen the size of a watermelon. If she hadn't lost the 40 pounds, she would have never known it was there. And here she says she lost all this weight. And she's like, I just couldn't lose it in my belly. Didn't know what was going on. She went to the doctor. She had to get her spleen removed. Like, I mean, it could be anything. Hopefully it's not your spleen. But there's lots of reasons uh, when it comes to that belly fat, sort of that 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 um, that difference that it's making. I got to go, you guys. Um, I was just listening to an old live. And you mentioned detox symptoms can come up again when you get into that visceral fat yeah that kind of we had that post if you are you still i mean so odette and i do odette's the manager of the group we're talking about some of the posts that we post in the weight loss group that are really relevant you know just a conversation about fat in general maybe this is one of them we'll get her to add it to the list but we have that first of all the science post on fat in general and then we have that let's talk fat post that talks about the different kinds of fat in your body this is sort of where you know, the, um, now they're talking about doing that therapy where you put your body immersive in cold water and it, it turns your white fat cells into brown fat cells and that's what your body kind of uses uh, thermogenically and keeps you warm and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is what people are trying to achieve is bump, bump up those types of fat cells in their body. Um, it's, an inter it's a fascinating conversation about the different kinds of fat. And then visceral fat, of course, is that fat that's really intertwined within your organs and whatnot. And this will come. This will, Your body will work towards that. Obviously, though, that's a different kinds of fat that's going to take a little bit longer because it's really tied into the state of your body and how healthy you are at the end of the day so that could take a little bit longer i do have to go gosh it's so great uh it's so great to be back valerie 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 don't you apologize um you know how we do that poster every monday that says gina's going live and let me know the things that you want to talk on do not apologize about um, asking all the questions that you need. I'm absolutely here for it. I'm living for these conversations. So be just like you were selfish in your weight loss journey, be selfish in your maintenance journey. You know what I mean? You've worked so hard to get here. Like there's there's no downside into being, you know, self-reflective for asking yourself the questions, for wondering, to to go for going deeper, to you know what I mean? I'm oh I'm a big I'm a big believer in the deeper level of understanding. I'm I don't even know myself yet. Fifty years old and I'm still trying to figure myself out through conversations I'm having by bringing awareness to experiences. Do you know what I mean? By working through how I'm feeling. So this is the this is the place for us to have really raw really real conversations so don't never apologize for showing up you know what i'm saying i fucking love it i live for it um have an amazing day everyone uh so we're gonna be weighing in on wednesday i'm not sure if we have a special guest or not i'm gonna be talking to odette about that later today 
If you want to be a guest and come join us, it's so easy peasy. We, we send it a StreamYard link. You just jump on. You, you don't have to really talk about yourself and go into your big journey if you want. We just weigh in on a variety of topics. Um, I absolutely love when we have a guest. I think it's great to hear different perspectives. So if you want to come on and join us, uh, let us know and then we'll reach out. Have an amazing day, everyone. I'll check in later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.